Um, I'm Liza. I'm Rice. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading Podcast. And finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. What if we did it on ASMR one time? I kind of like that. Are you are you back on TikTok? Yes. Do you ever get the live videos that are people doing like ASMR and you're just scrolling and then it's like a live of someone doing ASMR like that? Yeah, but I hate ASMR. I I do too. It scares me. It makes me uncomfy. Especially like the mouth ones. Like someone had one of their dog eating the other day and I'm like, no, I I don't. I don't want that. (laughs) That's literally atrocious and I don't know why anybody would be into that. Mm -mm. That makes me sick. Yeah, it was, yeah. And he was, like, eating, like, human food. Like, it was, like, noodles. And I'm, like, ew. Let's let's maybe not do that. My latest, like, TikTok live, because there'll be, like, trends that get, like, trapped on your For You page, even for the lives. Mm -hmm. And the latest one is people, like, playing Mahjong. Mm, Cool. And that's actually kind of relaxing. Yeah, that's cool. Um, (laughs) Not that I know the rules of Mahjong. But it's kind of fun to watch. Um, Isn't it just a big matching game? Yeah, exactly. It looks kind of fun. Like, I kind of want to play it, but not enough to actually do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about it. I don't know if it's because I took a break or what, but, like, TikTok isn't as interesting to me anymore. My For You page got really shitty in the last, like, two weeks, and I'm trying to get it. all ads. All ads, all videos that have, like, one like. Mm-hmm. And then, like, not stuff that I care about. Like, the right. algorithm got messed up or something. So it makes me be like, should I just delete it again? I know. You could just, you could keep it, but then only check the videos I send you and have that be your personalized for you page. Honestly, I love that idea. Because I do, I handpick videos for you. And I love that. And we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, Jesus Christ, not me opening TikTok and it being full volume. I was just checking what the last video I sent you was for fun. Hello? Oh, it was like a weird scrapbook thing. Um, how many books did you read this year? I read 44. Are you kidding? Did you read 44? I read 44. Are you serious? <laughs> it's such an obscure number. It's so weird. I was mad at myself. I was like, I should have did 45. <laughs> I know. Well, I really wanted to get to 52. But I decided I wanted to get to 52 on like midway through November. So that was never going to happen, babes. Yeah. But I saw a TikTok that was like most the average american only reads one book a year yeah i believe that and if you read over 50 
You're in the 99th percentile. Uh, I work with a girl who, this girl, okay, she's amazing. Her name's Raven. She's literally never going to listen to this because she doesn't know I have a podcast, but I love her. Say. She was hired as a holiday hire, but we're going to keep her full time because she's amazing. Love. And um, she works full time at, I'm pretty sure she's at a dentist's office. And then she works at Barnes & Noble part time. So she's like working like she's working seven yeah. days a week kind of thing. Yeah. And um, Miss Girl has read over 90 books this year. Oh, my God. Like, how do you have the time? My one friend, Nick, reads a book every day and a half. When we edit, when we, like, we're trying to figure out how that happened, like, how she read as many books as she read. It was a book every day and a half. One book every day and a half. That is insane. I don't know how, I just don't know how you, like, I... I don't know how I could ever do that. No. Like, I fell into a reading slump in September, and I, like, just got out of it. Right. And, like, low-key, when we were on break, like, over the summer, I, like, barely read anything. Yeah. Um, so, I'm lucky we... I, we're lucky we even got 44, babe. I know. So I was like, we, look how far we've come. I can't believe we both have 44. That's really funny. Um, I feel like we had a lot of good ones this year, but also I don't feel as passionately about it as I did maybe like last year. Exactly. Like I'm like, I read a lot of really good books. Like I went through my list and I was like, oh, I forgot that I read that this year. I loved that. Yeah. But like nothing that I'm like, this book was literally the end of me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I'm looking... Yeah, there's nothing crazy here. I will say, um, Barnes & Noble had a sale the other day. 50% and, covers? Well, right now they have, like, their usual end of the year, like, you know, in January, a bunch of books get marked 50%? Yes. So that they're not returned. They have yeah. that going on right now, but they didn't do a 50% hardcover sale. They did a 33% off hardcover sale, and then if you spend $50 on hardcovers you get $20 in rewards. Okay. So fun fact, employees can sign up with the rewards um, as long as it's with a different email. Oh, interesting. So for 50% hardcovered books, it makes sense to sign up for the rewards because you'd be spending, you get 50% off anyways. Right. So just get the rewards, buy hardcover books, and then get $20 in rewards. And then can you use your discount with the rewards? No. But I mean, you have 25. Like, right now I have 25 free dollars. So you'll just use that to buy a whole book? Mm -hmm. Or, like, a paperback and a half or something? Right. Or, like, I, I buy a lot of last chance items for Sylvie. Right. In which case, like, I can't use my discount on that. So if I use my rewards, then at oh. least I'm, you know, getting something. That's yeah, lit. Yeah. Right. So I did that. And then so I, I bought a whole bunch of books. And then yesterday I went back in and I was like, there are a couple hardcover books that I know I want to buy that are 50% off. So then I bought those and I'm racking up rewards. 
But see. the problem mm-hmm. is I've added a lot of books. Also, I had a gift card from Christmas. Wow. And I literally just went in the other day and spent my gift card and bought books for my rewards and added like 10 books to my TBR that I don't have space for. And I'm not even reading for my TBR. So, no, that's so me. When we used to have the 50% off sale, I'd go crazy. Mm -hmm. Because it felt like it, like, it felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity. (laughs) Yes. And also, I just feel like if, if I can buy 50% off books, and get rewards for it and it's like i'm not cheating the system because i'm allowed to do it but it feels like i'm cheating the system and i'm like oh let's see how many rewards i can like rack up let's go it's bad it's bad i told you the scandal that happened at my old barnes and noble that people you know how you can get a gift card when you spend Mm -hmm. yep so they were putting in their own membership and taking the gift cards when a customer didn't have a membership. So they all got fired. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you can't do that. That was stupid as hell. Like, don't do that. I, I wouldn't have done that. It's smart, but it's stupid. Yeah. Like, of yeah. course you're going to get caught. Come on now. Come on now. Go with it. Get crazy. Um, so that's tea on tea. So everyone get a Barnes and Noble rewards because it's literally free money if you're buying books. Right. And books are and expensive. I, books are expensive and you're gonna be spending the money anyways. And I it, literally met a guy the other day who had $120 in rewards already. King that he was saving up. I love that for him. I hope he gets a haul. Me too. That's actually exactly what he said he was going to do with it. So, Get a haul. Conti. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to get into our countdown? Yeah. 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 Oh, there's less than a minute. Yes. Okay, okay. I end this. You send new. Slay. Slay. The mess is... Us when we didn't post the Christmas episode until like two days after Christmas. That was so funny. I don't know why I thought I had already posted it. He also just completely sometimes yeah, the days start coming and they don't stop coming. Exactly. And that's the thing about it. Okay, I have my list here. Also, I don't know if you had any series but did you if you did did you group them into one no i put the book that i like the best oh interesting we okay we'll get there when we get there i'm guessing yeah i don't even know if it was one that i liked the best but it was i had it yeah there was a reason i wonder if it's going to be the same thing or if you're gonna if it was it's not i don't know (laughs) i can't tell you (laughs) i'm scared because what if it's because everybody else was low-key making fun of me when I was like, this book is in my top 10. And they were like, ooh. And I was like, can I live? <laughs> okay, you know what? I think it's the same book. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, we're on the same freaking page. Um, Fine. We'll see. We'll see. What's your 10? My, 
okay, wait. First of all, me and Liza talked about this. We feel like, at least I feel like, I didn't really have a number one. And, like, how I pick my list is based off of vibes. Like, I look at the books that I've read and I'm like, oh, did I like that one? Did I not like that one? Like, how did I feel reading it? So, like, I don't go off of a rating scale. All right. of this is just based on vibes and me thinking back to how I felt reading the books. Um, that being said, most of these, I'm like, the order is kind of, like, not set. Like, is this my number 10? I think so. But, like, could it also be somewhere else on my list and I wouldn't be mad? Yeah. So, um, my number 10 was Pen Pal by Dathan, I don't know how to say his last name, Auerbach, maybe? Okay. <laughs> my- <laughs> I was trying to remember what, what week you read that for. I don't know if I read it for Pod, did I? Uh, maybe you read it, maybe you told me about it when we met up at the end of the summer and said like what we had been reading mm-hmm. um okay number 10 i'll take that my number 10 is uh, mother thing by ainsley hogarth love it i really liked that book a lot actually yeah i think with pen pal like was it amazing no was it predictable? Yeah, definitely sometimes. But like the chills that it gave me at points, like there was one point where this book like kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is great. You know what I mean? So yes. I think it deserves a spot in the top 10, even though it's not amazing. And that's kind of how I felt about mine too. Cause like it was technically, like it was technically speaking a really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, because some of the books that made it into my, obviously you'll see, top 10 are like kind of stupid. Yeah. Mine obviously, too. this was a better book than something that's higher up. Mm-hmm. But I had more fun reading some other books. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So that's number 10. Number nine. Number nine. Are you going to go first? No, no, you go first. I go first? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> for number nine, I put Kin there. And here's the thing about Kin. I really enjoyed reading Kin. And, like, I think I had a lot of expectations for what it would be. And, like, not all of those expectations were met. But I think, like the excitement I had at my own expectations for the book made it like such a great reading experience and even though I didn't get all those I was still like wow this book was really like it was a story and it was a journey and it was revenge in an original way and I really liked that did we know that the guy that wrote that was Irish I don't remember did we look it up I, I don't think so because I feel like I'm looking now and I didn't realize that. Maybe his we did. His name's Keelan Patrick Burke, by the way. I don't think I said that. Yeah. And that is an Irish name. But it definitely is. He's from Dungarvan, which is where? In County Waterford. Okay. How silly. But the book wasn't set in Ireland. No. No. 
It was set in the U.S. of A. The U.S.A. Um, my number nine book is also very American. It's The House on First Street, my New Orleans story, um, which was nonfiction. Mm-hmm. But it was like about this woman who, like, for her experiences living in New Orleans and then buying a house there finally and then hurricane katrina hit oh that's um and it had like a really in-depth sort of look at hurricane katrina which i had never really read about before Mm -hmm. um but it was also it was just a really another like just really well well written book one of two nonfiction that made it on my list nice Number nine, that's it. Am I saying it again? <laughs> I think we're just going back and forth. Oh, well, then I said nine last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's number eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you go first. Yeah, you didn't say eight. Oh, number eight. <laughs> Did you say eight? Yeah. I didn't even hear you say it. Girl, we are struggling. We are struggling. Yeah, we're gonna coffee. Okay. Okay. Um so yeah, so number eight. I had the changeling by Victor Lavelle. I think something that I really loved about this book, like I think that the beginning was slow but once you got into it it really got into it and I think the thing that I loved about it is I loved that it was set in New York City and that I felt like I knew these places and these were actual places that if I didn't know them I could go to Mm. um and I also really liked that this is one of the most fantasy horror books that I've ever read and it did it so well um like the ending is straight up fantasy it is straight up fantasy but it's delicious and just the idea like of the fairy tale the changeling in a horror book is just genius and i think we all need to start like looking at old fairy tales and bringing them to life i agree i read no i didn't read i watched this pretty stupid movie um it was called like christmas horror it was and i don't even know how to describe it it was like have you seen trick-or-treat no but you know how trick-or-treat is just like a bunch of little horror stories in one movie yes it's like that but with christmas horror and there was a change story in that and it was actually it was like one of the cooler stories in it in the movie so it's like such a cool idea it, it really is and people really used to believe that too you know mm-hmm. which like i get it <laughs> i get it um my number eight this is where it gets i think i'm with you where like nothing is like <clears throat> the order doesn't really matter mm-hmm like it kind of does, but it doesn't. So, 
my number eight was 40 by Alan Heathcock, which was one of my favorite books. It was in like the top three, like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But then other stuff just said, move over, queen. Fair. Um, but that was the one that it was like a, it was kind of dystopian and it was like, it kind of reminded me of Hunger Games, but like more adult. Mm, I love that. And it was like a Civil War vibe and it kind of had like a biblical thing going on and the girl had like wings. It was really cool. It was actually a very cool book. Um, So that's my number eight. I just moved around some of my list while we were talking. <gasps> for fun. Just for funsies. Okay. Number seven. Do I go first now? Why? I don't know why. Like, I can't get this. Okay. Um, my number seven was Sharp Objects. Okay. Um, it's weird because this is a book that like I've I saw the show before I read the book, so I knew what was gonna happen, and like. Like her writing style, Gillian Gillian Flynn, her mm-hmm. writing style is so monotone and just like so flat. But for some reason, this book like had a chokehold on me and I like needed to read it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I don't have like a reasoning to it. Like it was literally just like I, f- I just felt. Because again, like I, I don't really like her writing style, mm-hmm. and like I didn't really like, like even like the I don't I can't think of what her name is, but the main character, I'm like boring. Like she's she's not a good character. She's not a good main character. She's not likable. You don't really like anyone in the book, but for whatever reason, I'm like, this was just something that I had to read, and that like. I'm pretty sure I cried at at parts. Interesting. Um, and so I just felt like it really deserved a spot on here. So it gets number seven. Gillian Flynn will make another appearance later on. Slay girl. Slay queen. Um, my number seven is Girl Gone Missing by Marcy R. Rendon, um, which is a mystery part of a series, but I haven't, I didn't finish the series this year. Um, and it's about like a, I read it. Oh, I read it for the podcast, the Native American teen detective. Slay. Slay. Number six. See, I'm looking at my number six and I'm like, should that be number six? I don't know, but there it is. So my number six is Gone to See the River Man by Christopher Triana, which I can't believe that I read this year. Yeah, it feels like that was a long time ago. It feels like that was forever ago. And I read, okay, Nick, you literally need to shut up. Shut up, Nick. He's texting me about his dreams. Nick, which I love. Maybe later. 
Um, yeah, so gone to see the Riverman. I just remember like feeling so disgusted by this book and then like pretty horrified by it and then reading the ending and being like, that's effed up. Um, and I don't know, just like that sickening feeling that it gave me. I'm like, yeah, it, it deserves to be in my top 10. Yeah. My number six is special. Oh, no. It is the Court of Thorns and Roses book series mm -hmm. with A Court of Mist and Fury as the best one in the series. Which is the second one, right? Which is the second one. Slide. And I, I, I have no regrets. I had so much fun reading that series. I do not care. Mm -hmm. We do not care. No. Uh, Sarah J. Mass keeps slaying. I won't be reading the fourth book because I can't be bothered. Because I don't care about those characters. Because it's Nesta and Cassian. Mm -hmm. So I'm just counting the first three as like the series. Mm -hmm. Farrah's series, if you will. And that's, that's my number six. Slay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, number five. So, I feel like my number five is kind of like in my head when I think of like book and media horror. I think that number five really is like a good book to be like, oh, this is kind of what. I saw a lot of this year even if like it wasn't things that I was reading mm. um so it's what moves the dead by T Kingfisher mm. I just feel like everything this year was like Edgar Allan Poe or um eco horror or fungal zombies you know what I mean like everything this year felt like that yeah um and I'm not mad about it mm -mm. you know Maybe people are, like, really scared about climate change and they're like, oh, this is our end, which I'm like, okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, and, like, there are parts of that book that, like, I still think about and get creeped out about sometimes. Like, anytime I see a rabbit on the street, I'm like, mm, you better start acting right. <laughs> How many people were scared? <laughs> Literally. Like, I remember the one day me and Nick were walking at nighttime because Nick likes to go for walks. And there was a rabbit. And we got really close to it and it didn't move. And then it, like, did a slow step. And, I, like, the slow step gave me full body chills and I was freaking out. And I was like, Nick, there's something wrong with that rabbit. Like, there's there's literally... So and he was like, you're fine. The rabbit's fine. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it. But, like, to me, I was, like, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The, it's fine. That's what the rabbit wants you to think. Exactly. It's I'm like, okay. why didn't it run? Also, rabbits are very dumb. They are very stupid. But Bunny maybe made you afraid of rabbits, too. I don't know your life. No, it was definitely what moves to dead. Well, yeah. 
But then, like, on adding on to that. Like, it's See, the not... thing about Bunny is I... Whenever I think of Bunny, this is so terrible. I don't think of bunny bunnies. I think of, like, man in Easter bunny costume. That's scary in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Love. Love it. Still, I want to read that one. It's it's um Barnes and Noble's five dollar cafe book. Have one of your friends buy for you. I'll buy it for you and send it to you. Oh my god! It's not like I don't have books to already send to you. So really lit. That would be triggerly lit. I'm gonna do it. My number five is The Expendable Man by Dorothy B. Hughes, um, which I read for one of my classes, and it's just amazing. Super well written. It's from the 1950s. It's like way ahead of its time. Um, and it's about a black man who is wrongfully accused of murder in Arizona, obviously during like Jim Crow era, well, like civil rights era. Um, but it was just a really freaking like really well done book. Number four. My number four is A Court of Wings and Ruin. Wait. So I picked the third one. Okay, Queen. Interesting choice. And I will tell you why. Because tell while me why. I feel like so much kind of... Like, I feel like the second one really changed the story from what the first one was. Uh-huh. But I feel like in the third one, so many more pieces came together mm-hmm. um, in a way that was, like, really satisfying. And, you know, there was a part at the ending that had me, like, clutching my chest. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was in pain. We were there. Um, there were there were like parts of it where um like a lot of parts with Tamlin affected me emotionally, especially in the third book, like the way how he's always just like, Well, I just want you to be happy. No, you don't actually. No, you don't. <laughs> Shut no, up. You, don't. you little blonde boy. Be quiet. Um And so when I thought about the three books, obviously it was never going to be the first one on my list. It was either going to be the second one or the third one. And I said, which one gave me more of a range of emotion? And it was the third one. Interesting. Okay. I support that. Lately, I've been like craving that kind of almost like, you know, um, feeling to characters. Uh-huh. You know how like you you got it like you felt like you were friends with those characters. Yeah. I like want that in a book and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to read a romantic." So plot twist, my first book of 2024 was a romantic book and Love, it was, living. Like, not really that good, but so I'm like maybe I will read the other ones even though I don't like Nesta. I know. I mean, it's worth a shot. We'll you could try it. Um, amazing. Thank you, Sarah J. Mass. My number four is nonfiction. Um, and it's Know My Name by Chanel Miller. 
which is the woman who was sexually assaulted by Brock Turner. And she wrote a memoir about it. Um, and it was just one of the most well-written books I think I've ever read in my entire life. Um, it's definitely worth reading for anybody and everybody, obviously, like, trigger warning. Um, but it's just a stunning book. And it tells you so much. Of, like, she writes so much, so beautifully, and, like, about herself, but also just, like, the the way the freaking justice system works in America is so messed up. Mm-hmm. It's so messed up. And I feel like a lot of people, like, I feel like we personally know, like, me and you know, like, how bad the justice system can be, but not everybody does. And so right. that's why everybody should read this book. And fuck Brock Turner. What's, what is he trying to go by now? Is he, he is trying to change his name, right? Yeah, he goes by something else. I can't remember what it is, but I remembered reading that at one point. It's not talked about in the book. Um, But yeah, it's not fair, dude, that he gets to live his life. Yeah. To live his life, yeah. I hate him. Death. Death to him. Death to Brock. Turner. Death to him. Doesn't he live in, like, Ohio now? He might, yeah. Well, someone get him. Yeah, I want to read that. It sounds great. Yeah, you should. You should. You should read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's heavy, but I think you would really, really be impacted by it. Mm-hmm. It's likely. Woo. Um, number three. So, this book was at my number one spot, and I moved it to my number three spot. <laughs> okay. So, this one is Never Whistle at Night. Okay. It was at my number one spot, and then I thought about the two other ones that I put ahead of it, and I was like, I think because this book is a collection of short stories that I couldn't get as, like, attached to it as I did with the other ones. Yeah. At least with number two. Um, So for this one, I'm like, I feel comfortable with it at number three. It was amazing. I love that I got, like, a sample of all these different writers. Um, And again, like, all the stories in it were so good. And, yeah, I loved it. My number three is Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. She ate it up and left no crumbs. Again, nobody in this freaking book is likable by any means. But the book is amazing. That woman knows how to tell a story. She really does. She does. Her brain is wild. Once in a generation mind, Jillian Flynn. Number two. My number two was Meddling Kids. And I think 
like looking back on it, I'm like, I don't think it was that amazing. But I think, you know, a lot of it being tied to Scooby-Doo, I found interesting. Like, I really enjoy the idea of an, of like an adult Scooby-Doo um, and seeing what happened to the characters and how they can translate into a less cartoon world was really interesting. Um, and I, I really think I just love like I love a good Easter egg. And this whole book felt like an Easter egg. You know what I mean? I love, like, I don't know. I just love the fact that I was, like, this isn't Scooby-Doo, but this is, like, a Scooby-Doo treat for an adult. Um, I think that's what really drew me to it, and that's why I put it as my second one, because I... Like, the feeling of reading that and it being nostalgic, but also being adult and me being like, oh, this is real life kind of thing, even though it's not, is really cool. And I think it deserves to be number two. So, slay. That was a little plot twist. I know. I know it was. I support it, though. My number two is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Mm -hmm. I was so pleasantly surprised because I had been putting off reading that book for basically years at this point because I was like, why why the fuck would I want to read about Present Snow? There's no way it's going to be as good as the first three. Um, But the book is freaking phenomenal. I loved it. I was very emotionally impacted by it. Um, and the movie was great as well. So, love it. Love it, love it. I will say, um, I did reread the whole Hunger Games series, and I bought the Songbird of Bella, the, the, Jesus, the Bella, the, <laughs> The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, and I will be reading that soon. Um, but I didn't count that on... I didn't count those on this list since I've already read them. I only counted new books that I'd never read before. Um, I also made Nick read all the Hunger Games books. And just so everyone knows, I need I need to make this official. I need to put it on record. Nick was literally a Gale stan until the end. Nick can go to jail. I was literally like, what do you mean you like Gale? He was like, Nick can go to jail. He's just a guy trying to be a dude. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely the hell not. And this is why we don't let men read. No. <laughs> oh, and then... I okay, but part of it's like I feel like he just knew how much I didn't like Gal that he had to like like Gal. Yeah. Um, but even like at the end, okay, major plot twist. I'm gonna say what happens at the end, but I hope yeah. you've all read it. Um even like at the end, I was like, So how do you feel about Gal? And he was like, 
I don't know. I think he's a good dude. I feel bad for him. I said, he literally blew up her sister. And he was like, how do you know it was his bombs? I said, did you not it? Media it was literally literacy. his bombs. We need to test his reading comprehension, I think. And then I literally said to him, I was like, don't you realize that, like, he said, he said, um, I said, don't you realize that, that Gail, like, is kind of just as bad as the Capitol? And that's, that's like a huge point of it. Like he he in a way, Gail kind of represents the bad side of Katniss. And Nick was like, Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> yes, my dude. King just did not understand. Anyways, PETA supremacy and of we course. love PETA. And um I kind of feel like Nick just wouldn't like PETA because he knows that my love for PETA is top tier runs deep yeah so that's my tea on that that's your tea on that yeah that should be mentioned as a rule we don't put stuff in the top 10 that we have read before yeah it has to be like books you're reading for the first time yeah oh my god so top spot say that say number one I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm a little scared to say it. I'm scared. Okay, how good is yours? Like, really do you think good. yours deserves the number one spot? Yeah. Okay, I also think mine really deserves the number one spot, so. Okay, my number one is The Fisherman. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, like, the beginning of that book is so slow. But once you get to, like, the second, like, part two, I was, like, really into it. And, like, there is a part at the very end of this book that I think about all of the time. Just all of the time. I'll just think about it. And it's not, I mean, like, it is an image, but it's also a concept. And also, I feel like this book could be real. Like, I feel like this could really be just some guy's story. Um, I don't know. It was just. It's one of those books that I look back on and I'm like, can't really remember much about the writing, but I remember the story and I remember like concepts in it that are just wacko bizarre um, and it's a really good example of horror that's like not in your face, not trying to be horror, just simply like telling a story and it ending up being really horrific. Um, and like I said, that one image at the end, it's just like always going to get me. Also, fun fact, it is kind of a love story. Mm. The truth tea is every time I see the cover of that book, I, I want to buy it. So I probably now, knowing that it was your number one of the year, will read it at some point. It, Like I said, it's really slow in the beginning. Like, I was going to give up on it. Kind of slow. Um, and, and, like, one thing I will say about the writing style is it's weird because it's a guy telling a story. And then the second part, you would, which is what I think made it slow. 
And then the second part you would think would slow down even more because it's that same guy telling a story that another guy told him. But for whatever reason, it really picks up and gets interesting. Um, And like you would think like, I don't know, there is something very man about it. Yeah. But it's not bad. Like it's kind of good and it kind of all makes sense together. Okay, interesting. Huh. That one came out of the left field, dude. It did. I was shocked by it, too. I love that for you, though. hmm My number one is Didn't Nobody Give a Shit What Happened to Carlotta by James Hanahan, which is one of the first books I read in 2023. And one of the best books I've ever read in my life. You can go back to the, I think I read it for the Black History Month episode. Um, Go back and listen to it and then buy the freaking book. The writing's amazing. The story's amazing. The concept is amazing. I love everything about it. Slay. Top 10. Top 10. Of 2023. Did you have any honorable mentions? Um, yeah. I will honorably mention... Um, I'll honorably mention Bunny. Mm-hmm. I'll honorably mention... Patricia Wants a Cuddle. Mm-hmm. And I shall honorably mention... All the Living and the Dead by Haley Campbell, which was the one that was like about like different people that work in the death care industry, nonfiction. Cool. What about you? I will honorably mention Clown in a Cornfield. Love. Um, Into the Forest and All the Way Through. Love. Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I don't think Liza's going to like this one, but I'm going to honorably mention And Then I Woke Up. I'll give it to you just because the concept for that book is so cool. That's all that it is. It's just because it was a concept that like really changed the way that I was thinking about something. Yeah, the concept is quite good. Um, Do you have any goals that you accomplished this year that you're happy about? Um, oh, hi, Stella. Oh, hi. Stella just came in my womb. Come say hi to us. Come say hi, Stella. You know what? I'm. I did not really set any reading goals this year, at least that I remember. I'm a little disappointed for not reaching my number, but I really just think numbers don't matter. Like I was like, I want to read fifty two books. Like I don't think that matters. Um. Otherwise, like, the only thing I can think of is just, like, getting back into reading. I feel like two years ago, I was set on getting back into reading for fun after reading for school for four years. And now that I went back to school, I'll just say it was really interesting to be reading for school again. Mm-hmm. And how some of the books that ended up in my um Top 10 were books that I read for school. I think that's Gone Girl, The Expendable Man, and Low-Key Girl Gone Missing. 
were all books that were somehow related to school. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of interesting. Don't you think because we both read the same number of books that it was meant to be? I think it was meant to be. I think we mm-hmm. weren't supposed to read any more and we weren't supposed to read any less. Exactly. Um, um, what about you? My reading goals are things like I don't, I did not set these in the beginning of the year, but I definitely looked back on my year and I was like, wow, I'm glad that I did these things. Um, I'm glad that I read a lot of indie books. Um, I'm glad that I let myself read some TikTok books. Sometimes TikTok is wrong, but sometimes they're a little right. Um, I'm glad that I got into audiobooks. I'm glad that I read some classics. And I'm glad that I didn't limit myself while buying books. Like, I looked at my TBR and I was like, I have a lot of books, but, like, I'm going to get more books. And that's okay. And I'm not mad about it. Um, And then do you have any reading goals for next year? Poppy. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the poppy. Are you getting licked? Yeah, just a little. No, she's actually not right now. No. Uh, um. Maybe we'll set another goal of reading fifty-two. We'll set that goal again. Mm-hmm. I want to read more Irish books since I'm mm-hmm. here, and at the same time. I would like to decolonize my bookshelf even more Mm -hmm. than it already. Because I feel like you and me both work pretty hard to read books by all different kinds of authors. Um, But I saw like a reading challenge that a Native American book talker posted that was like, like 40 different ways or something to decolonize your bookshelf. So maybe I'll try something like that. Yeah. That's my goals for 2024. That's a great goal. Those are great goals. What about you, Chicken? Um, I want to read 45 books. So one more than I did this year. Yeah. I feel like that's a safe bet. Um, I want to read a book that I've wanted to read for a long time. What that is, I don't know yet. We're going to find out. And also, I want to thin out my TBR because I have at least, at the very least, I haven't, like, did a good go-through of all of my TBR books. Um, but I have at least 92 that I haven't read that are sitting on my shelf right now. So I did get a TBR cart for Christmas that I'm going to put together and put all my books on it, but that needs to be they're not all gonna fit on that you know that needs to be thinned out insanely so i'm really gonna try to read books for my tbr i have at least 20 i said read at least 20 for my tbr okay i don't think that that'll happen but i think that that's a good thing to try and are you gonna buy more books absolutely of course i am not gonna limit myself to buying books of course because I can't. okay good because i was like yeah don't it would be kind of like sad to have the same exact TBR for like two years or something, you know, and to only read from your TBR. So that's why I'm like, just keep buying books. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep buying books. I just also need to read the books that I have. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I can like 
really actually read steadily this year, that yeah. would be great. That's the plan. I want to read more books on my Kindle. That's another goal because I do low I like, I love a book in my hands. Um, but I got my freaking Kindle for a reason. So I need to step my pussy up and just buy books on the Kindle, even if I want the hard copy. You can always mm-hmm. buy the hard copy later if you like feel like you need it. Um that's a that's a very practical goal, but it's a goal. It all counts. Twenty twenty four. Can you believe it? No, I can't. This is the year that we both turned twenty five. That's so fucked up, and I don't even really want to think about that. So this is the year that Nick turns thirty. That's even more fucked up, and <laughs> I'm done with the conversation. It's so funny. Kind of love it. Old as hell. He's so old. He's an ancient man. He's so old, but he's also so baby. Have you seen that TikTok of that girl going, I want an ancient man? And she's like super drunk. <laughs> no. I'll find it and send it to you because that's you with Nick. Literally, I love it. This my new pet niche. This my new pet niche. He is so baby. So he's, he's perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a new pet niche. That's my new pet niche. So next week will be like the first new book of the pod of 2024. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing? We're going to be reading, well, the, the theme, the episode is going to be Midnight Mass. Um, But it's going to be like religious books. We're reading the Bible. We're reading the Bible, actually. So. <laughs> Get ready. It's a long one. No. But. I'm reading She That Lay Silent Like Upon Our Shore by Brendan Casey, which is an Irish book. So currently, my idea is to talk about camp damascus by chuck tingle um but i might switch it up and read a book called sign here by claudia lux so let's see we'll see how i feel i do like that the other book is a girl i know me too i always like girl books better chuck tingle is he's a very loud personality he's really big online he's totally um pro lgbtq plus i don't think anyone has ever seen his face he always has a bag over his head that's fucking um, i don't know if he's autistic or if he's just like i don't want to say like pro autism but if he's just like very much oh. in support of um autistic people so the main character in camp damascus is gay and also autistic. Uh, that's triggerly lit. Mm-hmm. So I so it's like- not like you know it's it's a he's a man, but like it's not like he's you know but manning. he's a layman, a slayman. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, exciting! Either one you pick will be will be really fun. I'm gonna start reading mine tomorrow. I think. Slay. So we'll see you. 
next week. Bye. Bye. Oh. Nan and tell her that I love her.